0: He doesn't tell people <laughs> about me. Well, we're not even on Peter's iTunes. <laughs> this is my, my secret podcast. Yeah, he's so ashamed. Um, you can only that. get exclusively Hercules. from our website. So. <laughs> Four
1: hearts, eight of spades, two of
2: spades, jack of diamonds, jack of clubs.
0: <laughs> Why have you disturbed our sleep? ...awakened us from our ancient slumber. <laughs> you will die! One we will take
1: you. You are all going to die tonight.
0: Hello and welcome to the Original Remake Podcast, where we discuss and compare an original film and its remake. <laughs>
1: Hello and welcome to the Original Remake Podcast, where we discuss and compare an original film and its remake. Ultimately, we seek answers to three questions. Does the remake do justice to the original? And if you just watch the remake, do you get a good sense of why the original was successful or not successful, and thus remade? But most of
0: all, which movie to watch, the original or the remake? Welcome to another episode of uh, Original Remake Today we are going to be comparing and reviewing the Evil Dead movies, the 1981 and its remake, the 2013. Uh, joining us today is Derek, who writes for uh, uh, ComedyHorror.com, HorrorNS.com, uh, FangoriaIsTheShit.com. What what other sites do you write for? <laughs>
2: No, I, I think yeah, I think you covered the bases. Okay, I like,
0: uh, I, I'm a big fan of horror and us.
1: I like that. It, it, it's very yeah, welcoming, yeah. very inviting website. Fangoria and
2: shit, though, goes <laughs> really off the tongue in a way that I didn't know previously.
1: Uh, thankfully, you've not had any sort of lawsuits from Fangoria itself for your uh, your website since. I guess it's all complimentary there. Fangoria is the shit. It
2: um, gets them more hits. That's
1: all right. So yeah, we have a, a horror expert to sort of uh, lead us by the hand here peter are you a big fan of this genre i, I think i've said many times on uh war machine versus warhorse that I, I really know nothing about horror films it's usually a first time watch for me whenever we cover one
0: yeah i you know after watching these uh you know i kind of thought back i think this is what episode 11 or 12 12 i think maybe 11 i kind of is it somewhere 12. around there 12 okay yeah. uh i i think like a a third of them are actually horror movies so it's where the hits are, baby that's yeah. that's we, we put these on twitter, and those those get numbers, yeah, I, I, horror fans are freaks, I guess you're right, but uh, no i I'm not a fan of horror uh of the horror genre, but i do it is it's weird because I'm always not always looking for a good scare, but I wouldn't mind good scare, but I don't go out and actively seek them uh for this review um I had to rewatch both of them obviously, but also both of these movies I've only seen twice. So I'd never seen the original Evil Dead and only watched it because uh, the remake had came out and you know I've mentioned on previous shows before that when a remake comes out I'm always interested in watching the original if I had not seen the original. Derek, what about yourself
1: uh, with the the Evil Dead uh, franchise? Are you very uh, familiar with yep. them? Did you grow up with them?
2: Yeah, actually. Uh and that, that I mean that's kind of how I get my start uh in horror which is uh, you know this this genre that most people shit on for good reason. But you know, I kind of started with like the universal horror films, uh, really, really early on. They had these uh, pretty cool books in elementary school that would break down, uh, you know, Lon Chaney and Bela Lugosi and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, this is this is really interesting. For whatever reason, I was I was reading that instead of, I guess, some of that other stuff that that most kids are kind of assigned uh, in elementary school. And so it kind of just was a natural progression for me, um, you know, getting uh, more current, I guess, in in some of these films. Um, And I saw. Well, if I remember correctly, I uh, first uh, saw *Evil Dead* uh, the first one, uh, probably around uh, 11 or or 12 uh, years old. Um, and I'd actually I had only seen the first Evil Dead, and had not seen uh, Two or uh, Army of Darkness until I was uh, much later, I guess, in 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 my teenage years. Um, and so I I, I had a uh, it was very shocking, I guess, for me watching Evil Dead when previously uh, you know the only films I I had really saw were, were these black and white horror films that were shocking to folks in, in the 30s and 40s, but but not so much to you know a kid in the 90s. So
1: I think that's going to uh, be a big part to- of this review, isn't it? Because I'm I'm just. Looking Looking at the two IMDb uh, tabs I have open and the original, is labeled NC-17, the 81 version, which, yeah. uh, I mean, that seems comical now, especially for this particular podcast. We watched both of these. I watched them back to back, and certainly the 2013 version tries to amp up the gore since it's coming out <laughs> decades later. Uh, but it's strange even for 81 to think that that would have been an NC-17 uh, film, that that couldn't even get an R rating at the time.
2: What I mean, it, at that time, at that time, it actually had fallen under uh, kind of what had what had been the the big thing in the in the late '70s and '80s, the Video Nasties list, hmm. uh, which was a list of films that uh, released uh, you know, in Europe and, and in other areas. Uh, actually, included like Cannibal Holocaust and some of the other films uh, that we we've, we've discussed before, like I Spill in Your Grave, that kind of stuff. Evil Dead was trumped in with them. Um, and if you ever see those films comparatively speaking evil dead's uh you know much less gory or uh you know pushing that envelope at least in my opinion than than some of the other films that it gets trumped in with um, so I think it's you know for a lot of folks it, it's well Evil Dead is the you know the most horrifying film you know of of the 80s uh, but it, it's really not um, and especially now if you go back and watch it, it it's more comical as you know as we know Evil Dead and Area of Darkness go to really show us but it is kind of a comical take on on these on this haunted house kind of stuff so.
1: Yeah, that's certainly something you can tell they embraced with the second one, which really for the purposes of original remake, this podcast, we could have done Evil Dead 2 really as a remake of the first film because it is the same, the same premise. I, I think it only works as a sequel because Ash uh, is involved with a new group of idiots who come out to the cabin. Is that really the only thing that's sort of a continuation of the story? Because it, it feels beat by beat like they're just doing a, a higher budget, more comical version of the first film.
2: I mean, that's the way it would. It always appeared to me. Um, I, I kind of never really wanted to see it as a uh, direct sequel or a direct remake. It was something completely, uh, you know, on its own. Um, it, I guess you could say a reimagining, uh, maybe. But um, you know, it really just it just kind of takes everything from Evil Dead and and kind of uh, perfects it. In a lot of ways, it's okay. Well, we we knew what worked is from the perspective of humor in Evil Dead, uh, but let let's let's kick that up a, a notch. And we knew what worked as far as uh, gore, but but let's kick that up a notch as well. Uh, Most of you know we're not worried about character development and and any of that stuff. And I think. That's really what Ramy honed in on. He was, I think, he understood this is not what people are looking for. They're not, they're not interested really in character development outside of the Ash character. We don't care if it, if it's a sister or a girlfriend or a best friend. <laughs> uh, we just want, we just want to see Ash like, uh, you know, rip up the dead uh, and, and drop some crazy one-liners. And, and I think that's, that's really just the direction that, that they went for. And uh, you know, for, for them, I think that was actually a much better approach. Uh, Than if they had went with a very serious tone, uh, which is is kind of a little bit with with what they did with the
1: remake. So, Peter, what do you think about the uh, the more serious nature of the two thousand and thirteen version, which I think also uh, was not labeled as a direct remake or even a sequel. It was kind of like Evil Dead Two. It was somewhere in between. Uh, did you, did you like the fact that they went away from the comedy and went more for just the uh, the, the gore sort of uh, factor there, just the. Uh, I don't want to call them gross-out moments, but I, I certainly think that the the violence is meant to make the audience recoil. It's not meant to be taken uh, humorously.
0: Yeah, I I actually kind of did like it because it, it kind of made it a little bit more different rather than a um, direct remake. Uh, I do remember like during production, they even didn't somebody say that they weren't even going to do the tree rape scene.
1: I can't. I, I would think that the fans would rebel against that. Um, which they, I would say, watching the two of them, it's not quite as extensive as what is in the uh, the first film. Um, Are you talking about the length or or the the scene? We're we're getting into really sexual uh, terms here, Peter. But yes, uh, on both counts. Yes, <laughs> the length uh, was not as impressive yeah. uh, in the 2013 version. There was a lot of wood. Yeah.
2: But, I don't let me ask you you guys this this quick wait what uh, let me ask you all this question what did you all make of i guess the comparison of the 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 two rape scenes um but I found it I don't know when i when I remember seeing it as as a child it was right around the time I'd also watched Pulp fiction and so it was just kind of rape overload, I guess for me in a way um. But it was it was very uncomfortable uh, to, to to watch that scene. Uh, I think I, I've always went back and forth over whether or not the film uh, if it really mattered if that scene was was in there or not. If it was really even needed, uh, you know, to any extent for the for the original. Um, but when I watched the 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 rape scene from uh, the remake, uh, the twenty thirteen remake, um, there was. I don't know if it was the fact that it was almost a girl to girl rape scene if that makes any sense where this this you know this essence comes out of her body into this other but there's something that was less startling about it and I don't know if that's what it was uh, there was this, this this almost this girl on girl I hate to say that but well it was a
1: to me it was a cover your ass kind of moment where they they realized okay it's 2013 we know how twitter might react to this type of thing there's going to be this sort of outrage culture which Uh, i mean there's definitely something as you said with the original does it even need to be in there is it warranted it's just it's much like the 2013 version and it's probably the most shocking moment in the film certainly in i guess 81 to to have tree rape and the biggest difference in the 81 version uh, which i unfortunately watched it this morning uh which is not the way to really wake up like oh time for some tree rape but uh is the fact that you know my girlfriend was getting ready in the bathroom while this was playing on the bedroom and she's like moaning and stuff and so it goes back and forth between she's like crying out because she's in pain or she's being attacked to this kind of sexual thing and it plays out for a, a really long time in the original yeah. version the
2: 2013 well, there's
1: a lot more well the 2013 as you said by making it herself her like dark self this mirror image that shows up uh i, I don't know it it doesn't you're right. It doesn't feel impactful. It doesn't even feel like a rape. It just feels like it's just a, uh, a way for them to visualize possession really quickly. Yeah. Like this, this evil is now going inside of her. And you, I don't know if in that way, it means the 2013 version really just had even less of a reason to do it. I don't know. I'm sort of, I don't really have a definitive answer on it being necessary in either film. What, what do you think, Peter?
0: Uh, I, I wonder if in either versions, the, the girl got splinters. Cause I mean, it, tree branches right that's that's gotta be rough uh, literally the um in, in the original yeah it's it's the it's the forest that is attacking her right that's kind of what she said in the remake yeah. you know you got this um yeah, this apparition that is tormenting her in the forest and i mean isn't it the the uh, the girl from the beginning of the movie isn't it's, that who it is i think
1: it's it's herself, I thought.
0: Oh, see, I yeah. always took yeah. it as the girl in the beginning because uh, I was thinking, well, why show us all the, um, you know, the, the scene and not in, like, exposition or something, you know? So I took it as the, the witchcraft in the beginning of the of the remake is, is who that girl was. So, mm. okay, um, that kind of changes it uh, a little bit because I was thinking, I mean, Derek, to what you were saying, the girl on girl, it like, if it was her, that, that's a little bit... Not weird, but it just it kind of changes my perspective just because I thought it was the, the, the girl from the beginning of the movie that was doing this to her. And so, um, yeah, it being that, I don't think it was uh, as disturbing as DeForest raping her, you know, so I, I, yeah. I kind of see that. Uh, but I don't think in either movies it was as disturbing as the rape scene in Kids, which I just saw recently for the first time a few months ago. So, I mean, you're talking talking about the rape and you mentioned Pulp Fiction.
1: That's something that uh, the horror genre, they're able to put these shocking traumatic moments on screen and it's still hidden under the guise of popcorn entertainment because it's so far afield of reality. You know, talking about – you're talking kids, which is still sort of heightened reality. That's dealing with – Someone passing on, you know, the HIV virus to someone in Mm -hmm. their rape, and they're, you know, teenagers who probably should not be doing what they're doing, and very promiscuous, taking drugs, and all of that. Uh, Evil Dead with the, you know, with it being tree rape, clearly it's like, well, that's never going to happen, that sort of thing. You know, so it's like it is disturbing, but it's also fairy tale like. It's you know, the dark forest. Um, I want to go back to the the beginning, what you just said, Peter, because. I actually took issue with the uh, the way 2013 version opens, uh, because the 81 version we just have the, the five friends just driving uh, on these dirt roads, and it's uh, immediately I think the film is very charming because of how cheap it looks and how clear uh, the the camera is usually stationary. Like whenever the car's you know moving along the road. Uh, we cut to Ash who then like looks out the window and clearly the car stopped and he just like sticks his head out and it's like, you know, they took the time to do it. But for the most part, they're just joking around and it's just them crossing over this bridge. Whereas the 2013 version, it's strange for it to be a property that's fairly well known, especially amongst horror, like cinephiles, the fact that we need to have a jump scare to like open the film. Like, I think it does a disservice that we see a father uh, shoot his own daughter in the head. And then we cut to this group of five teenagers coming out to the cabin woods this time, because one of them is a drug addict and they're trying, they're, I guess going to have her go cold Turkey and like watch over her. Like <laughs> I, I have big issues. Which is with,
2: a great anti drug campaign, by the way. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. It, get, you know, get a little bit of demon possession. That'll, that'll kick the habit right there. Like yeah, <laughs> your really soul. This hell. Know. Yeah. Uh, but I felt that it was a little too modern. Uh, and maybe maybe they just want to distinguish it for the old one. But, you know, modern horror, we have that – it's like that scream moment where we have to have like a death before the title card comes up. And I much prefer the original where it's just kind of goofing off. It's just teenagers like being, being dumb. And, uh, Derek, do you also feel like modern horror – wants to justify the deaths more like we have to we have to show the characters being stupid and somewhat asking for it and i guess the main thing i'm thinking of is in the newer one in 2013 you have the i guess the nerdy guy with the long hair and the glasses reading the book which is scrawled in blood like do not read do not like he will come versus the uh the 81 version where it's like hey i just found this tape let's play it like, you know, I, I mean, it's stupid, but it, like there's not really any warnings. They're just kind of curious. Like, what is this? Let's just play it and see what's on it. And I feel like the 2013 version wants to have the audience sort of OK with what's going to happen to them.
2: Well, it's, it's either that or the 2013, uh, the expectation is that your, the audience is, is just unintelligent uh, in a way. <laughs> Um, you know everything has to be broken down and explained, uh, just like you're saying. Take the first Evil Dead. Oh, a tape appears and boom, push play on the tape and crazy shit ensues. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas in the remake, it's not only do you have this book of the day, you have the the premise that was before the title card explaining that bad shit is going to happen, and then you have the book, and then you have inside the book an explanation of every bad thing that happens to each character has been <laughs> is basically been drawn out. So so the dead is. <laughs> not creative at all is basically what they're saying only knows, I, yeah, only knows, it only knows yeah exactly so it's uh, i think it's a little bit of horror today um and this is one of the reasons uh you know i think i'm not a huge fan of, of, of horror films at least in the past 15 to 20 years for the most part uh they they either uh try too hard uh, to just go gore, 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 and sensationalize horror even more than it already is, or they are really insulting to their core audience and feel the need to justify, like you were saying, uh, the characters, uh, you know, out for things, or they they break it down to to a degree that uh, I think is just unneeded. I, I didn't need the the scenes that were going to explain uh, well. This is why I such and such pours uh, scalding water on herself because the Book of the Dead says she will. Um, I I didn't need that and
1: going back to the the humor element of it, uh, Peter, you said that you kind of liked the more serious take that they were doing here. It, it seems like it's a deviation in the, the demons themselves because the, in the original, they just do shit just to fuck with Ash, basically just to get on his nerves. And the, this new version, uh, I don't think there's really time for sort of lollygagging. Like they almost immediately go to attack mode and trying to like uh, disembowel or cut off limbs of their, their opponent here. Um, did, do you find that, Peter? That it's just maybe as Derek saying, it's just part of the expectations of modern audiences that they they just want more bang for their buck, that they want to see the gore as quickly as possible, and not you know the prankster demons that we get in the original.
0: Yeah, I well, I, I think it's just because they were trying to tone down the uh, you know the comedy, and maybe that's why it was just a little bit more uh, straightforward. Um, I, I think you know with the the modern horror genre you know i i think they're really just geared towards you know juniors and seniors in high school you know that are out on dates and i i actually i i, I like the remake you know i i don't i i guess you guys haven't really trashed the remake but i feel that's kind of the, the way it's going um I can. Oh, it's gonna get there. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sure it will. <laughs> I, I kind of. I, I think well, I already I, know well, the well, end here.
2: I, I'm not gonna trash it. I, I'm, I am very critical of a lot of things about it, but I, I think that to a degree, I do agree with you, Peter. Uh, that I, I think there is something about the remake that that at least. Uh, defines it better than a lot of the other horror film remakes uh, of the 2000s. I will say that, and I know we'll get to that in a second. But I don't think it's the worst remake I've ever seen. It's it's no Psycho '98 or anything.
0: Uh, which Michael actually uh, came on Hydrate Level Four to review I like with that me one too. <laughs> <laughs> I would have preferred that version of Evil Dead, shot
1: for shot, with those sort of <laughs> the, the cheap setups that they had. I would have found that awesome in 2013. Um. Uh, I, uh, OK, let me let, yeah. let me go back. What I'm missing about the comedy from the 2013 version is I think they had a great opportunity that the violence is so graphic. And we see uh, a girl after as she's like, you know, preparing to like cut her face off, like pissing herself, like and then the camera tracks down her legs just so we know, like, oh, she's urinating herself. like it goes for that sort of gross out uh, imagery. I think there was an opportunity there for a lot of humor in the third act, like I'm really really missing when we're watching the two of these together this you know this ash stand in of this recovering drug addict, this young girl, her losing her mind like i I really don't like that she she has one moment where towards the end of the film where she has to like not cut off her hand but basically pull her arm out from underneath a car. And I think she it's something like I'm I don't know, it's like I'm tired of this shit or something. Like she has a very John mcclane like line, like you know, I'm just sick of it. And rips her, her hand off and then, you know, puts on finally puts on the chainsaw in an Ash moment. But in the original that you know, Ash is a coward. Like in those earlier scenes in the Evil Dead, like he's if you're used to seeing Army of Darkness Ash, like that sort of uh, the all the Duke Nukem lines that they sort of ripped off from Sam Raimi uh, Ash, you know, in those first scenes, he's standing by the door, like, not moving. Like, he's freaked out. And it's the other guy who's actually, like, fighting with these demons. So there is an arc there. And her arc, it's missing in this film because she's possessed. Like for most of it. So when she comes back out of it, she's not really, it's just that she's normal again. And I guess we're supposed to believe that she's now, you know, <laughs> she's got bigger problems than drugs. But I wanted her to actually have to go through the process of seeing her friends possess and not be possessed herself because we don't get that moment, we don't get the opportunity for her to lose her mind, which adds to the humor of the, the first film because that's the only way that Ash can process it as a coward is that he's going crazy and that that's really the only reason he becomes a hero is because he's insane. And so that that's where I think the this one doesn't have I don't know, it doesn't have as much meat to it. It's just a sort of a just a, a grind that they go through and that's that's it. It's just sort of a you know body horror what limbs they can lose. And I, I do think it's fine. I just don't think if the 2013 version came out it would have ever spawned a franchise. If there was no Bruce Campbell versions and this was an original property, I think it would have come and gone and that would have been the last we heard of it.
0: You know, with the the remake, I wonder if they just tried to to do too much to really distinguish it from, from the original. Uh, Michael, you, you said, um, you know, yeah, let's see, Jane Levy, you know, who is the mm-hmm. Ash stand-in. Well, uh, Shiloh Fer- Shilo Fernandez, who is the physical, you know, stand in uh, as far as looks and everything they've made him the coward you know they mm-hmm. they even call him that uh, but for different reasons not really because he's scared is really what we find out is in, uh, in the past he had left his family mm-hmm. so him and his sister are actually kind of estranged and so there's this you know minor tension between him and the group you know the the guy here uh is it Lou Taylor Pucci is is that I guess we didn't really go, go through the names, but um The Dork. The Dork The it, Dork who reads the book. Ironically, yeah. he's the one who takes the most beating. I mean, the man gets like uh <laughs> you know, literally nailed in the you know, in the face and uh he he takes the most beating.
1: Um But I think that's going back to the punishment that the audience is asking for. Like you're the one who did this, so we want to see you in pain for most of the film.
2: Yeah. But let's, you know, let's the direction with their characters is off because when you really look at it, at least when I was watching the film, he's a more interesting character than the brother. You know what I mean. And if you were just going into the film and you didn't know that uh, Jane Levy's character was going to be, you know, Ash two point you'd be thinking, all right, you're 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 the Ash character. Uh, you're you're supposed to be the coward, and then you're supposed to be that one, the male character that triumphs because your sisters had this happen to her, and all of your friends have had this happen, and and you're this coward character. But he's just not interesting. He, he's not. And so then when it, you know, when it does the wink, wink moment where you find out that Levy's character is your Ash, uh, I was kind of just like, oh. Uh, so they switched it up and they decided to have a, a a woman be the, you know, the Ash. Okay, that's cool and all, but she has like kind of like you're saying, like no story arc. Um, she's been in a basement for. She's absent. Yeah. You know, yeah, she's absent, and then the the male character, the you know the main protagonist, male protagonist, at least we thought, uh, to me is just he's he's boring. Uh, the dork is more interesting to me.
1: <laughs> of the even, character, even with his uh, his playbook that he gets from the, the the Evil Dead of like, oh, this is what's going to happen next. Like, look look here. Uh, you know, but to be fair, I guess going back to the original. I I think they're all interchangeable as far as and it probably you know I've said this before about films that have actors that did not go on to become big stars or anything like even with classic films some of the supporting cast I find are interchangeable because I don't know who the actors are I don't I don't, you know they have no presence to me other than Bruce Campbell I have a hard time watching it now like keeping track of like now which one's his girlfriend again like if they're standing in a room together I'm just like I I don't know you all don't really look that much different like as far as the women go like I know the two guys because I know Bruce Campbell and the other one but I, right. I don't think that the original film as you were saying Derek even fools with any sort of uh, character growth there other than Ash himself like the, everyone else is they're just meat shields they're just red shirts to be to be tossed
0: aside to the demons good little not think red that shirt. works What's that? Oh, I just said Jessica Lucas is in a red shirt. She's fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who that is. I don't know who Jessica uh, Lucas she is. Played she played Olivia,
0: did. the, the, the so, registered How did nurse. she die? That's how I remember people. The, uh, she cut the off nurse. her own mouth. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, she was quite fetching.
0: Mm-hmm. But she's not, she's
1: but not I mean, an A-list actress, so I don't even know. No, far from it. Choice. But she, yeah. my, 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 she is fine. <laughs> she might come on this podcast. <laughs> if We just do a, Not now. a segment. <laughs> you right <laughs> on on her. Uh, yeah, removing her face. But uh, I I think that with the new one, the the whole the the drug recovery thing. Um, it, it's funny to me because I I can't remember when Cabin in the Woods came out because it, it had such a delayed uh, release. So I don't know when.
0: Twelve,
1: yeah. I think. So, so it actually was before this. Yeah. yeah. It, th- that kind of makes this look worse because I think Cabin Woods is the more genuine uh, sort of honoring of like stuff like The Evil Dead, those type of films with the the humor, the mix of horror and the, uh, you know, you have some of the meat shields. Uh, in, in that case, Chris Hemsworth uh, being one of them. But uh, that film just embraces the notion that kids just go out to a cabin basically just to have sex. And smoke pot and just be away from adults and to sort of play as adults, and then something lands on their doorstep that they can't handle. That's, you know, that was the the sort of uh, motif you had there. This one, I really, really despise the fact that they were there to help someone recover <laughs> from their drug addiction and be like, that's the reason we're here and we can't leave. And that's also the reason we're going to ignore that she looks like a possessed demon for a little bit because that's what drug addicts look like, right? <laughs> like, how, how offensive well, is know, that?
2: <laughs> you know, that, that is the funny thing. I, I actually don't have an issue with that with that premise of uh, they're just there to, to kind of help her get through her, her dark period of withdrawal uh, that's kind of humorous and, and you know, in a real life application would not be the worst idea but what I don't like is that things that definitely do not look like she's going through withdrawal, like the fact that she's all cut up and <laughs> looks like the woods have smacked her around, you know that that's not, you know, if she had diarrhea or she's throwing up, you know, that makes sense but looking like you've been just, just demolished by the winds and, and the, you know, the elements outside no, that, that you know, that's not drugs um <laughs> and so i i think that they make their characters very you know stupid about it i understand that you you would prefer to you know deny that there's some supernatural going on um but you have four or three other people in a room saying oh well she's it's just it's just drugs talking um and it takes folks i think too long to realize that there's something more going on um and and it i think it just kind of to me it took me out of the film a little bit it, you know even though i know that you know it's an Evil Dead movie, so I'm supposed to just kind of overlook a lot. I, it's hard for me to overlook the fact that they're just saying dumb shit from time to time.
1: It's very Eli Roth like. I actually, when I was watching this, because I watched The Green Inferno this month and Knock Knock, I wished Eli Roth had done this version of Evil Dead because one of his big things in his films, especially now, is making fun of social justice warriors. Like that seems to be his big hang up. And especially the, uh, the, the the hip thing amongst, you know, uh, the use to to sort of back causes that they don't fully understand. And yeah. I felt like that was a point with this sort of uh, helping uh, someone in recovery, that that was a the point they could have hit a little bit harder on, you know, th- they're not qualified to, to – they, they might care, but they're not qualified to really handle these type of things. And – I, I, I could have stood for that to have uh, hit home a little more as opposed to just being an excuse for them to hang out in the cabin longer while she's freaking out and turning into a demon.
0: Um, yeah, my I, I, did have... I, I actually uh, – I agree with both of you, but um, I like what you just said that, yeah, it's an excuse for them to stay in the cabin and not to leave. So – and that's all it was. It wasn't you know a great excuse, but it was a, an excuse nonetheless. So – I liked it about that, but I agree with Derek. Where it just it's 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 stupid, you know. They they are just oblivious to actually what's going on, um, you know. When she's standing there in the scalding hot water, like that—that's not drugs. I guess it could be. I mean, I guess you could be really high, but even in that state of mind, like it's still hot water, you know. But um, yeah, I agree I mean, with Derek.
1: I can't imagine that someone who is going through withdrawals would be in scalding hot water. I mean, they're not
2: i can imagine you know you know what i do as i guess as a career i can imagine drug addicts actually watching this film and just being pissed
0: yeah. <laughs> i because
2: mean, they're just like wait this is this is now, there's already a stigma about us now they're going to think that we, there's demon possession and that we're you know really subject to, to you know the, the dark necronomicon and all this business <laughs> they got enough on their plate to do you
0: <laughs> so, know I want to see, uh, like, like a cabin in the woods remake of a remake, you know, where somebody is high and they're watching the, uh, evil dead remake. And, and, you know, they're just like, I, they totally get us, you know, it's, <laughs> that's exactly how I feel.
1: <laughs> it's it's quite it, a know, bit different from, uh, from
0: the original, because
1: I, I think they all accept everything immediately. Don't they? Like they, yes. they're all together. Uh, like, the the new one does this thing where they somehow the house always separates them. One person goes to check on someone, and then the door slams shut, and they can't get it open while someone's, you know, pissing themselves or you know, pulling the their skin off. I like that the eighty one version. They're pretty much all in that main room, and they're standing there like looking at this insanity. And they all are all in agreement, like, this is messed up and I don't want to be here. Like, they they don't even really try any sort of parlor games where there's uh, disbelief or uh, there's no buy-in from the characters. And it, it actually happens. I mean, the first one, the 81 version is 85 minutes and 2013 is only 91. But the newer one felt much longer, like, as far as yeah. pacing goes than the original. The original
0: just gets to it, I mean, fast. Yeah, the uh, the, the remake did seem a lot longer, to be honest. Um But also, the cabin seemed a lot bigger, Mike, and I I wonder if it's because of what you mentioned, or, yeah, you mentioning that most of the characters were in separate rooms uh, the entire time. I think in the remake, it was just Cheryl in that one room by herself, right, Uh, basically knocked out, or, I mean, I might have the names um, mixed up, but kind of like what you said, like, all, all the girls were really interchangeable. Um, but I didn't want to say anything like that because it probably would have sounded racist coming from me, but they did all seem to look alike <laughs> uh, except for the hair color. You can you can <laughs> say that about white people. It's not racist. <laughs> <You> can,
1: whatever. <laughs> we can handle well,
2: it. You know, I, I think... I think one of the things that makes the, the remake seem longer is is the pacing um, I, I, when I went back and watched it last night uh, one of the things I had noticed was that the like that third act where it's just the siblings uh, where uh, you know the brother is wanting to you know he realizes he he comes to this realization that he can bury her and then he can bring her back to life um, and that very odd, a playbook, uh, the playbook yeah exactly <laughs> and, and I, I was thinking I was like, this movie seems long because you know everything. It's pretty crazy in the film. Really happens right in the in the. I mean, right in the middle of it. And then you have that long period where he's he goes downstairs because he has to. You know he has to find her out in the the water in the basement. And then he has to he has to put a dress on her. And I don't really know why he's putting a dress on her. Um, and he has to do all of these things in preparation to to shock her back to life. And it's kind of a boring uh, little set of scenes actually um because he just keeps going back and forth of where she switches back to being his sister like oh no don't kill me big brother and and you know i was watching it with my girlfriend she looked at me and she's like i don't care who that is uh, after demon <laughs> possession you're dead and and uh, you know i almost married her right then because i agree with that sentiment <laughs> um but i mean it's absolutely true and and he, he this period goes on for so long that it just stretches the film um, I thought and and you know to go back to kind of what Peter in, in his praise of the remake, there are a lot of things um, about the film that I like. I like that they at least attempted uh, to go in a, in a different direction um, and to have a, a strong female lead. unfortunately, they don 't have a strong female lead. they just have a female that that lasts longer than everybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, it reminds me a lot of a uh, few guys have seen the the Nightmare on, or Nightmare not Nightmare on Elm Street, but the Night of the Living Dead, uh, the Romero uh, and then the Tom Savini remakes. He, it's kind of very similar, uh, and, and that's kind of what I was thinking about. In the remake of Night of the Living Dead, the the female character um, who was uh, not very strong at all in the original is is much stronger in, in the remake itself and she kind of becomes this badass by the end of the film and, and one of the things I actually liked about the remake even though it's not that great was she has a progression um, in her character where she is you know t- she's almost like Ash she's terrified and sort of cowardice uh, on her own and then she kind of grows into this well I'm going to knock the hell out of these zombies uh, and that would have been cool had they done something similar with with this film of, of having something tragic happen to her in the beginning um, and then allowing her to to kind of you know beef up a little bit uh, and have a greater resolve, but that that just didn't happen. Um, and, you know, instead she's again she's in a basement for for eighty minutes, and then she pops out and rips her hand off
1: and grabs a chainsaw. Well, it's also it's just not enough. I mean, this, this is not just to modern horror, but modern films in general. When they think they've got a franchise like Cooking, they start making plans about what they're gonna do with the sequel and <clears throat> reading the Wikipedia for this. Uh, this particular episode I, I wanted to see like what you know I, I couldn't even remember if this film did well which i guess it did relatively well at the box office for its budget uh but even before that before it released uh, nationwide they were talking about they had plans for an evil dead 2 that continued on uh with her story and also sam raimi was going to do an army of darkness 2 and then they were going to lead into some like you know united universe and i mean what you know sort of crazed minds are already thinking like sort of marvel cinematic universe or like lord of the rings with like evil dead like i mean now we're releasing this episode right around the time that there's a tv show that's coming out that's been well received in early reviews but i think it's insane to put so much of your character development into sequel plans that as we see never come to fruition at all like that's that sure maybe they had plans for her character but we'll never see them because they decide that TV was the uh the format they were gonna go with to chase the money and Godspeed to them, but you know, it doesn't help me as character in the first film, like in rewatching it now.
2: I mean, could you imagine if they went into the first Rocky knowing what Rocky would be like by Rocky Four or Rocky Five it, it would be terrible. It, it would be terrible. So the, the seeds that they would attempt to plant, and I think that's really the problem, is we're going we're going to drop this and drop that uh, somewhere in the film, and it's going to be our early, early wink, wink to what this character will become. Well, we we don't know if that character will ever become that because we don't know who's going to be writing mm-hmm. this or that sequel down the road anyway. Um, so I don't know. Peter, did you see that at all? Uh, kind of what what they were going for with her character of, of like, oh, we're going to set her up for the you know for future movies.
0: I didn't see it as uh, setups for future movies. I actually just saw them as winks to um, to the yeah to, to the previous franchise. So that's the way I took it.
1: You're far too kind, Peter. I was I was cursing them the entire time because knowing that that television show was coming, I'm like, yep, yeah, we're not going to get that, that sequel film, but uh, maybe maybe she'll show up in the TV universe. I I don't know how it, it's all. I mean. It's actually quite the opposite, I guess, of the Marvel Cinematic Universe because none of it really makes a whole lot of sense if you combine all the various films. Even the ones with Bruce Campbell don't really fit together. the The first trilogy, so um, I don't know if they just were were they just said to hell with it. It doesn't matter in general. But uh, I, I agree with Derek that by the time it gets to that that final battle, I, I actually just want to see her fight a little bit more. I like I was, I was like, okay, now we've got to the character. Let's see her have, like, one big fight. Not just a fight with, like, you know, her, you know, I guess mirror image. But I want to see her attack the rest of the house. Maybe have to kill her brother, who was so annoying. That would have been cool. Like, how yeah. did this
2: cabin have to blow Yeah. Uh, and, and got two characters that she could have had to face off against. It would have strengthened her character.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I just, I, I didn't like how she ended up being basically the Ash. Like, if that was the case, maybe she should have just been the lead the entire time. It should have been her brother that was on the drugs. You know, mm-hmm. because... You know, for a good chunk of the the, the, the second act, she was possessed and really, um, you know, a non-factor in the movie. And the last 25 minutes or so, that's when I was a little out of it. I was just kind of like, you know, all right, let, let's get this over with. You know, because now we're just going through the motions. I, I really did enjoy the movie up until that, uh, that, again, the last 25. Derek, you mentioned, you know, putting her in the dress. I, I completely agree. What, did they bring that dress just in case? You know, um, <laughs> it, per, perhaps somebody looked at the, uh, the play Book of Death prior till, you know. So, yeah, so, so towards the end, I, I think it got a little messy. Uh, I did read on Wikipedia that uh, Diablo Cody did do um some writing on this uh, apparently it was uncredited because i don't see her credited um you know amongst the, the writers so i don't know if she made any changes but from I know, what i
1: read it was mainly the dialogue
0: because right.
1: the filmmaker here uh uh alvarez uh is not a native uh, english speaker and i guess they brought her in to be like hey what do the kids sound like in the states these days which i don't think really matters since you know it's they're they're just in a cabin they're just playing tropes like it isn't you know they're not playing any sort of three-dimensional characters but um, yeah yeah, I I think she was just dialogue polished is all it really was yeah I don't think Um, she
0: needed any kind of treatment to it because it it, it was pretty I mean standard stuff There, there was no heavy dialogue you know, whatsoever.
1: <laughs> it would have uh, been interesting if it stuck out, like, suddenly they start talking about like, characters from Juno for, like, one scene, and that, that was it. Like, then we could see her fingerprints on it.
0: Well, if you had Juno in here, I think it could have been a little bit more like the original movie. Certainly the second one. Yeah, I could see. I mean,
1: like, at that point, Ash is just an incorrigible smartass, and, like, just making fun of rednecks and all that. So that's I, – I don't know, Derek, you were talking so Peter's not seen the the second one. Uh watching this first one again, I, I was telling him before we started recording that I this is the one I've seen the least because usually when I get in the mood I just go to Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness. So uh did you have any sort of did you reconsider the uh the first film at all watching it for this podcast?
2: I was actually planning to um last night but I fell asleep. Um oh, but... that's what
1: that's what the new one did to me and Peter.
2: Knocked <laughs> <Talked laughs> us out. <laughs> But I've actually, you know, I believe it, believe it or not, I've probably seen uh, Evil or yeah, Evil Dead in 2015 at least twice already, uh, just because it it was on Hulu earlier this year, and for whatever reason, it was my uh, late night. I'm going to go to sleep to something uh, a couple of nights in a row. Uh, like the, I don't uh, know what tree it
1: rape, is. huh? Just put I you right think, to sleep.
2: Well, it, if there's anything that's going to knock me out, it's uh, a <laughs> stick inside. <laughs> me. But. Uh, <laughs> sounds like an advertisement but that sounds like uh, the bumper it, it,
1: <laughs> sounds like the top <laughs> of the show
2: <laughs> great it, it, it i think there is something to be said about um horror fi- very low budget horror films that are shot uh almost a la texas chainsaw massacre that's almost the vibe that i get uh when i watch the original evil dead it is so incredibly unpolished uh, and to me i think it fits the genre um, in a way that these these really glossy you know if you guys remember the you know the late nineties uh MTV kind of influence horror films. I hated those uh because they were they were so, you know, like I said, glossed up. These raw uh kind of uh take on horror is, is something that sits with me much better. Um I think that's why there for me there's a replayability with the first Evil Dead, just because um it, it just it looks cheap but it looks uh earnest, I guess. Um, and, and it actually really makes me want to see uh, Raimi's uh, kind of college-cut version of this, the Within the Woods. I think it's on YouTube. I'm probably going to check that out uh, at one point uh, just because it, it's probably even more unpolished than this. Um, so it, it's it's difficult for me. I do know you're more of an Evil Dead 2 fan, correct, Mike? Right,
1: right. Um, I, I agree with you, though, as far as the unpolished look. I think it adds to the scares, even though I, I find that... The eighty-one version to be funnier uh, than two thousand thirteen. Um, by that also mean it's just more entertaining to me. But I think that when there is something violent that happens, even if it's just as low key as a pencil going into like your ankle, like to me that's still horrifying. I still don't want that to happen. I don't need sure. the, the pencil to then like rip my leg apart and then for them to peel off the flesh and eat it. Like by the point that you stab me, I'm already horrified. Like I don't want that to ever happen to me. So anything after yeah. that is just gravy um there's a uh, there's a term for this they usually use it for um cgi where the the you basically ask too much of the audience as far as yes you put a lot of money into something and as you said you make it glossy you make it slick but we can't ever as audience members sort of go along the journey with the filmmakers because we're like that doesn't that's not real as real as you try to make it look we know that can never exist so sure. there's actually a disconnect there where I think the, the cheapness and sort of the practical nature of Evil Dead 81 version helps the horror. And by the time we get to, like, the blood rain and, like, that that fight sequence there, I, I don't know. It, it, there's just it, – it's it's too far afield. It's like something out of The Matrix for a Cabin in the Woods movie. And I, I, I think that maybe they put too much money into this. Normally I like seeing the money on the screen. But for, like, horror, I don't know if it, it does its fans any sort of uh, – service there with uh getting the scares up if you put more money into it yeah what's, what's I, a high from, budget horror film like i don't even know what what is like uh considered a really high budget horror movie
2: well, i don't know uh, because I, I generally tend not to, to check them out i guess um uh, look that look up the list if, if you get a chance but uh, i mean in in my history of, of enjoying the horror genre uh it's generally been the cheaper the better honestly uh halloween uh the, the first friday the 13th um uh, you know some of those, even some of the Italian horror films that, that I've been into over the years. Uh, some of the like uh, Fulci stuff and Dario Argento. These are pretty cheap horror films. They, they do not cost a lot to make. Uh, it always appears that when you go big budget with horror, uh, it, it's usually a a, a failure, um, at least in my experience. Now I would imagine that this film wasn't cheap cheap uh, to make, and it probably did modestly well. But uh, a lot of it probably came from the fact that the Red Band Trailers had been out for months, um, and they were, you know, they were showing some pretty gory stuff, and and that has a, you know, there's a lot of fans that that like
1: the the more blood, you know, the better. So, Peter, what was the uh,
0: the budget on? I think
1: you had the Wikipedia. What the budget and the gross on the new one?
0: The uh, budget was 17 mil, and they made 97.5. Mike, we actually covered um, a horror movie that was pretty heavy CGI, The Haunting.
1: Oh, the new haunting from the late 90s.
0: Well, <laughs> we talked uh, about yeah. how shitty that looked, you know, just all the <laughs> CGI. Like, you got the George Lucas treatment in that one.
1: Yeah, I, I, when Derek was mentioning the late 90s horror as far as the MTV one, that's not the one. I don't know if that's what you're really referencing because I don't know if MTV was behind, you know, Liam Neeson. I don't know if he was considered hip in the late probably. 90s. Oscar Schindler you know, it was probably not all over <laughs> MTV. Uh, but I I went to like stuff like disturbing behavior like that sort of PG thirteen horror with like Katie oh, Holmes uh, yeah. I always thought of that as the prototypical like garbage late nineties horror movies that uh, I don't know I guess as horror fans they wouldn't even consider them true horror they would be like cast down like to like the thriller level or something but like
0: uh, the Grudge well, yeah what
1: what do you think about that type of uh the, the the sort of I guess the the Asian remakes that they they brought in for the early two thousands. Yeah, all those were Pg-13 Not big...
0: to ring. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. It, it, they try. I mean, they they what? I don't. I, I can't really put my finger on what they were trying to do in in that era uh, because they were either going really watered down remakes that were just terrible uh, across the board until uh, like the Saw influence and you get to the mid two thousands with that, like high tension and and some of these other films that were just like we're gonna we're gonna up the ante uh times a Thousand. It it's just I, I think they've been uh, in a kind of a hangover period since the the slasher uh period and even the slasher rebirth in the in the mid nineties with Scream and, and I Know What You Did Last Summer. But they've still been on a in a hangover um until, you know Stuff like The Conjuring came along and and Sinister; those have been a little bit better, um, but still.
1: Yeah, I think it's been a really good year for horror myself, and I I don't know how valid that is, not being a huge horror fan. But like, It Follows, uh, Queen of Earth, and Crimson Peak are three very different type of horror movies that have come out this year. They're all in my top five currently, um, and I do think that you have stuff like. Uh, you're Next, uh, the guest that have that sort of vibe, um, that sort of honor, that sort of 80s a John Carpenter kind of feel. Vacancy, um, right? Uh, when did that come out? Or Strangers. Those strangers not- I liked. Yeah, that yeah. was great. Yeah. Right. Um, right. Uh, I, I will say, you know, I've, I've kind of talked bad, talked junk about uh, this 2013 Evil Dead, but I will say certainly what you said, Derek, this is not a watered-down remake. In fact, my complaints are that they just went, too far the other way as far as like going extreme with the violence and, and losing some of the, the humor and the, the character uh, growth but um, yeah I wouldn't say it's a bad remake uh, as far as I, I just think that they they clearly went for something different and they lost all of the elements that I liked about the original series that the humor pretty much was the main thing
2: Ask if if either one of you think it works as a standalone. I, I know earlier Mike you said that there wouldn't be sequels if it were just you know this were the only Evil Dead, but does it work just as a one shot? Uh, and there's there's no previous franchise to to kind of lean on.
1: I like this. I like when the guest plays host here. You you've, you've embraced oh, it. So
0: um,
1: no, I would say no, it does not. Um, I think there's too many winks. Uh, that even if you had not seen the original, you'd be like, why, why are they like taking a beat here to like, kind of point this out? Um, I think that if they really want to do something on their own, they should have just shed the 81 skin completely, um, and they could have done that. Um, I also think that what they chose to focus on uh, is, is strange to, to differentiate themselves, like the, the drug recovery uh, I think that bogs down the film and it, it's really unnecessary because w- once the shit hits the fan, we don't we forget entirely why she was there. Like we we're not really concerned about her if she's going to, you know, uh, be an addict for the rest of her life or not. We're just concerned about whether or not she can leave that cabin alive. Like, that's it. Um so I think that they should have just uh, just gone completely uh, different direction there. That you maintain the premise of just teenagers cabin in the woods, but that that's not even really. I mean, that's not beholden to Evil Dead at this point. People, if this was not called Evil Dead, people might have just thought that it was just sort of an homage to it. Really, if you if you wanted to take it a little bit further, if you didn't have the the, the direct winks to it. So no, I don't know if it entirely succeeds on its own, but um, it's it's not too far off. They could, I think, they could have gone further away. What about you, Peter?
0: Uh, okay, so for this viewing, for for the purpose of the podcast, I actually watched the original first, and then I watched uh, the remake a few hours um, later last night. Now, the very again, this was the second time I've seen both movies. The first time I actually saw the remake first, I believe, and then I watched the original. Um, so after watching the the remake first, I I actually think that it could like stand alone like if i I watched it, I go you know hey that's that's actually pretty good, and then I watched the original I'm like wow that's that's a lot scarier you know i um I knew the story about how sam Raimi you know they uh you know, had a budget of let's see three hundred not even four hundred thousand dollars, and uh, a lot of it was practical effects, which I'm a huge fan of, and I think that's why it's a lot scarier and it works, you know um. You know, Mike, you mentioned, you know, too much CGI will we'll just take you out because there's uh, it doesn't look as authentic as uh, something with the practical effects. Uh, we were kind of going in this direction and, and uh, it, it went somewhere else. But I wanted to kind of talk about like the what was scary or what maybe kind of worked, because I, I feel in again, all, all the girls seemed like the same person in the uh, original. But the one that looked like a clown. I I felt she was like the scariest thing of that movie. Are you, are you in the original, the in one the, Are you talking about the girl in the basement? Not in the basement, uh the one Was it the, oh, one? the one who's it's his girlfriend, right? Is it the, girlfriend? She the, she's the girlfriend? She's yeah. just sitting right. there taunting him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so just every everything about the original is is much scarier. You know, the the remake it's more of it is um it's kind of shock, you know, and there there's some heightened tension there but i i think the original just evokes more of the creepiness especially the music it's it's a lot the music is a lot louder in the original like you kind of hear it faintly in the remake i feel and so the, the music really is is unsettling you know in the in the original and so it's just it's just scarier i think there's something to the fact that i, I said earlier i was
1: poking fun at the 2013 version for how often they get people alone in a room with a demon just to do bodily harm to to them uh but what the original really does is they get ash alone for the majority of the film like they they, they clear the deck and basically have all of them possessed against him and i think that adds to the creep factor you're talking about peter because that scene where his girlfriend. As you said, you said she looks like a clown. It's because she's she's normal, unlike the other ones. Her her body is not maimed and uh, contorted. And you know, part of the charm of the original is it looks like those are men in like wigs, like they've replaced the women entirely with like much larger people who are there to like physically like attack Ash. But she remains like herself, except for her demonic eyes and like the excessive makeup and the hair. That can be played for laughs, but that's also incredibly creepy that she's just sitting there like giggling at him and he's like physically dragging her around she's not attacking him that's a main difference between 2013 is i don't think there's the 2013 demons don't seem like cats who are like playing with the mouse ever like it just seems like as soon as they can uh physically do harm or kill another person they will and there i don't know there's a playfulness to the original that i think makes it much creepier
2: well, I mean, wouldn't you find it to be more uncomfortable if they were demon possession and you knew that they were playing to kill you, but a lot of it for them was just like, wanting. I mean, a lot of it was just we're going to we're going to toy with you because there is legitimate enjoyment in the mm-hmm. horror that. Causing uh, upon you, and that's kind of the feeling you get from the first Evil Dead is they're enjoying this. Even the tree rape, they're enjoying this. They're mm-hmm. they're enjoying horrifying us uh, to to such a you know insane degree. Whereas with, with the remake, it it's well, we've been summoned. We've got a job to do. Hard hat,
1: <laughs> <the> lot <laughs> And part of that obviously goes to the practical nature of both films having a seventeen million dollar budget, and then Ramy making it for you know seventeen bucks or whatever. Uh, but there's there's an element of creativity that I think with certain independent cinema where if they have to think outside the box on how to like, good lord, how are we going to make a movie? Like we you know we're just making this on the side on the weekends, and you end up coming up with stuff that we don't see often in film. And that that's my ultimately my biggest problem with the two thousand thirteen is it just feels it feels exceptionally well made as far as on a technical level. But it like the scares come at like not at a surprising rate it's just like "Mm -hmm, this is the part where we come in and now you're going to die and now you're going to die and there's not as peter said that moment where it's like why are these demons just fucking with ash why are they just hanging out like i don't know it makes it more terrifying like that the axe is hanging over our head you don't know when they're going to decide to actually derek as you said put on the hard hat and get back to work but uh, i enjoy the the coffee break version of evil dead where the demons just kind of lounge around in the uh the break room and, and and mess with him
0: um that's not one of our normal questions but uh you know i i wonder if um if like uh derek are you the same age as mike as well
1: no i'm much younger <laughs>
0: <laughs> i i can't see your your face so i don't know if that was sarcasm um <laughs> there we go <laughs> Well, because uh, with with Skype, it it alternates to who talks, but it was like on Mike's face for a while. Um, I wonder if we're just at that age, you know, where uh, that 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 law of like horror movies where, you know, we grew up with the stuff in the 70s and 80s. And then they had that break. And then like scream kind of revives it and kind of changes the, the horror genre to what we kind of know, you know, like these movies to kind of not inspired by but you know it just with scream i i feel it just kind of changed it right um uh,
1: they got too meta it just
0: became a thing to then reference the right. what came before yeah, yeah. so I, I i wonder if we're we're just at that age where we're kind of stuck in the middle and because like i, I feel that the uh the, the remake it will work for the people post you know scream you know as, as far as like th- those are their type of horror uh movies I, I don't think they'll
1: cherish it though, like I don't think they're uh, i don't think it's gonna inspire them like new fandom really um which that's that's one of the things like we we do these these three questions uh derek at the end, and that that's kind of the first one I wanted to ask was does the remake do justice to the original not not a matter of really quality, but does it sort of honor it in a way to where it still has that that tie to the original
2: i I think it deserves a merit for attempting to. Um, Honestly, even if I I don't think it's uh, necessarily a great remake, I I think it does justice. And I, I honestly think that the folks that had something to do with the film sit down and said, all right, how do we go about the, you know, Uh, putting this film together uh, and get our tips of the hat to, to the folks that have been obsessed with this film since 1981 or whatever. Uh, You know, I think they were thinking, how do we do a politically correct tree rape scene? I I think there was a lot of
1: thoughts. (laughs) I think that's, that's already a recipe for disaster with that sequence. How do we do a politically correct tree rape scene? Just, you don't, (laughs) you just leave it out this time.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But you know, I think that they, I think it does it justice. Uh, about as well as you can do a remake of a, a low-budget horror film in Evil Dead. I don't think it's an it's an easy thing to recreate because you're you're not going to be able to to recreate something that cheaply made um, to, in in today's time. I I would just find it incredibly hard to do um, and have it be a wide release. So to to the to the extent in which they they could, I think they were they're pretty successful.
0: What do you think, Peter? Um, I I think so. I I, I think it. You know, honored the the original. It, it had a lot of the elements, and I think that the problem, you know, we kind of mentioned it, is that they really tried to be too different, you know, but still trying to wink, you know, at the audience, like, hey, we included this, you, you know. I I I do like the the serious tone of it that it, it wasn't uh, a comedy because then I think we'd be comparing this movie. With uh, I'm I'm sorry the 2013 remake with like Kevin uh, in the woods,
1: yes, especially as far as the comedy goes.
0: Right, so, um, you know, I kind of appreciated uh, what it did. I, you know, I'd watch this again. You know, I I don't think it ha- the stuff that I had issues with. I, I don't think it bothered me enough that I wouldn't watch this movie again. Our second question, Derek, is if you just watched the remake and had not seen the original,
1: do you get a good sense of why the original? Was successful and thus remade. So you're some idiot kid. You have no idea what evil dead is or Bruce Campbell. You watch this 2013 version and you hear that this was a remake. Do you think that you would understand like, Oh yeah, I understand why they would remake that property.
2: Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. I would, I would, I think because it goes in such a, a um, upping the ante kind of way with this film um, it, it would be it would be hard pressed for me to watch it and say I wonder if there's you know there's a you know previous version of this because I wouldn't be able to wrap my head around a version of this film coming out ten or twenty years previously and being this gory and I wouldn't go into it absolutely knowing that it was you know a much more subdued version I, I just would I wouldn't have that point of reference. Uh, so it it would be hard for me to to watch it and be like, oh yeah, there must be there must be a remake lying around somewhere where there's you know gallons and gallons of blood raining <laughs> from the sky in 1980 something <laughs> or other. No, I, I just couldn't see that. So,
1: Peter, would you uh, would you come out of this thinking like, oh yeah, there must be a, an original? I understand that. I understand this must have been a successful film, and so now we have a, a modern version of it.
0: Yeah, I, I think so, and I think that's because you know I'm not like a uh, a horror expert. I, I don't write for three different horror sites, and uh, so I, I'm coming at this as a, a, a casual fan. So, um, so I'm I'm on the opposite uh, spectrum that yeah, I, I can kind of see why this was remade. Um, y- you know, I I think a lot of times that the remakes it's like okay, well we can get more money. Uh, you know, effects and things uh, are far more advanced. We're not going to try to do it better, but we're going to try to do something for this generation. So I so I feel that's what this was. Final question, of course, is uh,
1: which movie to watch, Desert Island, original or remake? Derek? Um,
2: it's always going to be the original for me. Uh, it, it, again, it, it goes on my very short list of horror films that I can pop in uh just about at any at any time and still have it as as uh two things i can either just watch it uh with back it can be my background film that you know that's going on while i'm you know, doing you sleep, <laughs> or it can put me to sleep um or it can be- or even after you know all these years it can still be the film that i turn out all the lights and i still get some chills from just because it's so atmospheric and if you want to uh, have a good horror film that's usually what you have to shoot for Character development doesn't always have to be great, but you, you have to get a good atmosphere to where you're staring at the screen, and you carry yourself into that world. That's what makes it scary, um, and I think that, that the first Evil Dead um, is is um, able to do that just about every time I, I watch it. Uh, this second one, while it's great. It just doesn't do the same for me.
0: About yourself, Peter, uh, I'm gonna go with the original, and you know it's it's far more scary. The the two times that I've seen Evil Dead, I've purposely watched them both in the daytime uh and i am still scared and each time i've seen them i've always been home alone and this one i could not watch at at night because i'd just be too frightened you know to go to sleep i i would seriously have to close all the doors and make sure i stuff everything under my uh, bed so i know nothing can come out of it uh the the (laughs) the remake you know yeah I, i watched last night and Probably just because I've been extremely tired and I fell asleep, but it could also have been the movie too. I just, I, I mentioned the last twenty five minutes, I was, it, it got boring. You know, I'm just like, okay, well, you know, it, I was, I, I was out. The, the original, it's straight to the point. It's scary, uh, practical effects, you know, scare the shit out of me, and you know, it's just, it's just a better overall movie. But I still, I, I, I can see somebody enjoying the remake. I mean, I enjoy the remake, but uh, again, it's just that last 25 minutes. I, uh, I, I'm i
1: clearly... Yeah, I'm going to go with the original here. Uh, I, unless I just wanted to troll people who are listening. To be like, 2013 version. I don't know. 81 kind of sucks. But... I think people would expect that out of me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, when the Red Band trailer came out that you mentioned, Derek, for the uh, 2013 version, uh, I thought they really... It's like they really didn't understand their audience. I was like, wow, everything I liked about Evil Dead's not in this Red Band trailer, but it still is really creepy looking. Like that girl, she was doing the sort of lullaby thing uh, underneath the, uh, which I don't think, it's not in the film, is it?
2: The lullaby, yeah, I think it's it's the, where she's in the basement and yeah. doing the lullaby. Yeah, there's a scene where. Uh, the brother is standing over in the, or over top of the basement, and she kind of kicks into like, no, it's your sister kind of thing. I'm gonna sing mommy's lullaby.
1: No, no, um, I'm talking about like in the the Red Band trailer. She's got the they've got her chained down, and it's just her eyes under the floorboard, and she's like singing to them like as a group. Like, no, okay, I, no, that's so, not in the movie. So yeah, that that I found it really effective. I do think that you know the the possessed look terrifying in the new version the problem i have with it is that they amp it up to 11 with the opening scene with a father blowing his daughter's brains out uh after she's like you know daddy please just take me home daddy you know and then of course you know he, he shoots her and uh so you you've already you know i've already seen that sort of execution and so yeah. what really more can be worse than that as far as a traumatic scene and Yes, there's the tongue slashing where like you know, you hold out the box cutter and she decides to like basically lick it and cut her own tongue. There's all that mutilation, but I think that what I really love about the 81 version is it's scary. There's some there's some bit of of horror as far as stabbings, but they do realize that they can't you can't keep people. Up at eleven, as far as like being scared the entire time, you have to throw them a bone of something else, and yeah, you have to change the game a little bit. Peter, you mentioned the fact that it goes to it turns from just straight out horror to just creepy, with them just like sort of singing and prancing around the house, and even when Ash is uh, you know burying his his uh, lover, like it's it's kind of silly, it's kind of goofy, it's like a lover's quarrel almost as he's getting ready to bury her alive slash dead. Uh, I, th- I think you have to to play different beats, and that's what the the original does. The 2013 version just tries to stay um, in in kind of saw mode as far as like. And they, I think, once you've set out to top yourself, you can't. If 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 you start with that type of thing, then all of it's about the same. Shooting your daughter in the head, a girl like you know, cutting her own tongue, ripping her arm up. We get we get multiple people doing some sort of uh, damage themselves. So the second time it happens, it's like, oh, yeah, this is just what we do now. So I, uh, I I don't think that the 2013 one is bad by any means, but I think it's sort of lifeless. I don't know. It just it just feels sort of paint-by-numbers, much like the, the book, much like the Necronomicon. It's just where this is the part where we do this now. This is the part where we piss ourselves, and I don't know. I, I just think the original has much more replayability. I don't know how often I would go back and watch this 2013 version if at all uh this is the second time i saw it but i don't know if there will be a third probably for another podcast only (laughs) you did
2: you did highlight basically the problem with the horror genre as a whole is they 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 peaked at some point with pushing the boundaries too much almost for the mainstream Uh, and you could kind of look at it as well we've already seen uh you know the girl be shot by her father in the horror genre so now it's that's, that's constantly what they're shooting for it's so how do we continue to up the ante but you're you know the folks are going to see it um, they've kind of been desensitized so you can't have a slow pacing uh, psychological horror that often anymore because that's not what we're, we're not what we're going for we want to see blood and and gore so it, it is kind of create this lifeless, genre in a lot of ways which is re- really unfortunate because they already had a stigma to begin with uh and it's not really it's not really helped itself too terribly much uh in the past 15 years so. that's
0: why i liked uh it follows so much and i guess it doesn't yeah. help that you know we we see the walking dead every weekend you know for, for the past few years where we've seen right the, the, the exact same thing so the uh it follows I every think Sunday night to watch that again <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you
1: should. It follows Queen of Earth. Uh, if either one of you have not seen that, I think it was on VOD. It's on iTunes. That's a that's like more like a Repulsion, like Polanski, like horror. Uh, nice.
0: I'm not. Yeah, yeah uh, Mike. I don't know if I told you, but when I did watch uh, It Follows, I watched it with two of my other friends, and uh, one just wouldn't shut the hell up because he was just like, "What? What are we watching?" He just he couldn't get into it, and then at the end of it, both of them were side eyeing the hell out of me, just like. Whoa. <laughs> It's like I was like, one well, of my co-hosts recommended it. It's supposed to be really good. Um, so, I mean, I, I liked it. I just didn't love it. Uh, so, But yeah, I, I think I need to go back and, and kind of give it another watch. Uh, it, it's just, I did have problems with my friend just not shutting the hell up during the movie. Yeah, yeah I, I can't do that with uh, something like It Follows. Crimson Peak
1: is like that as well. Uh, I think there's going to be, actually more so, I think Crimson Peak is going to get a lot of hate in the coming days. Hmm. Uh, because of the way the trailer has advertised it. It is... Uh, is much different than what the just like a basic haunted house movie. So, I, I would, would not recommend watching Crimson Peak with those friends or Queen of Earth for that matter. Watch those by yourself.
0: Yeah, Hold watch the, watch the, the real house. haunted house with them. Right, <laughs> the one with Eddie Murphy. Yeah,
1: yeah. All right, so yeah. uh, Derek, thanks for joining us for this. You host uh, next week. You're putting together the outline and all that. And
2: wait, wait. What? I'm sorry. I missed what you said. <laughs> I thought it was ridiculous. <laughs>
1: We, we always ask the guests like so you're taking over the show right you're gonna i think we're doing james bond next week which i already watched one oh,
2: that'd, be, yeah, that'd be pretty cool oh. um i i'd like the the general premise for the for the podcast uh just i mean just comparing a remake with an original i think is 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 a neat idea because uh, there's still not uh, a lot that yeah uh, that was that your idea, Peter? <laughs> I, I, that was already assumed um
0: but... <laughs> Next time you uh, walk in, walk in the forest, just make sure you're wearing a chastity belt. Oh God! You know, like <laughs> in uh, <laughs> Robin Hood, man in tights. Isn't that what that's called? <laughs> that's you can't, you cannot penetrate with a maybe a a splinter or sliver or something, but not an actual branch. I want no part of this got better the longer it went on peter <laughs> <laughs> doesn't it usually <laughs>